0: Hello everyone, I'm Adam and I'm Amir Welcome back to Music of Mass Destruction This is going to be episode 11, aka season 2, episode 2 And today we have a pretty good interesting topics to talk about today So to start off, we're going to talk about some underrated bands So Amir, who do you think are some really underrated bands when it comes to music that we've been listening to all these years?
1: Wage war Especially because you know, those guys haven't been on the scene for too long. Of course, you know, they're pretty popular, they get their recognition and whatnot, but the amount of hard work, the amount of effort that the guys have put into their band, it, it truly shows. And you know, I know their last album got a lot of criticism. It wasn't as heavy as, you know, some of their prior work, but those guys, put, I mean, they're blood, sweat, and tears into that music and it, it, it really started to pay off. I actually got the opportunity to see them live yeah, and it was just an amazing experience. those dudes know how to
0: put on a good show that they do um i know I know a lot of people are giving them like really like a lot of flack like you said from their third record because you know it wasn't as wasn't as really big and heavy as like their first two per se, but I think it still had some really good tracks on there Like fucking Fury is like the best thing on there pretty much and then I think uh lowe's a really 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 good song. Low, Low is a
1: great song you got some great clean vocals in that song. You know, uh, me against myself—that's another good song. Yeah, it's a a softer song of the album, but it's still a great song, nonetheless. I
0: think "Ghost" is a really good song too. Uh, I I need to listen to that song again because I bought the album digital not too long ago, and uh, whenever I bought it, I I wanted to actually listen to it before so we could talk about them in a future episode. So this isn't that episode the way we're talking about them. We're gonna have a full-length episode of when we talk about Wage War but this is just us you know giving like little thoughts and hints uh, I really do think they're an under, underrated band uh, another underrated band I think we're also talking about these guys next weekend so be tuned for that as well 10 Years I think 10 Years is a seriously underrated band
1: when it comes to 10 Years you know when a lot of people when they talk about their favorite band no one ever says 10 Years you never hear anyone say 10 Years they're known people know of them but no one outright goes, oh, 10 years is my favorite band, which I think needs to change a lot.
0: Yeah, like, you you probably wouldn't even know anyone right now that would literally say, oh, I've, uh, yeah, I know who 10 years is. I love 10 years. Nin- 90% of the time, it's pe- people don't even know who they are. And, like, they... And ironically, just yesterday, you know, as we're doing this episode, uh, they, fin- they finally announced their next album. It's called... Um, Violent allies And they released a new single uh, It wasn't as heavy as a shift It was more of a softer song But it had like the rock elements in it And it was really really good But it showed up It once again showed off Jesse's new incredible vocal range And how good he can sing And the dude The dude is just Fucking amazing And the work that he's done With the band Ever since he uh, Ever since he took over as lead vocalist Back in 2002 You know He's, he's helped keep the band afloat and their eighth, this is going to be their 8th record It's coming out in September And honestly I want to do an album review on it Whenever it comes out This would be a perfect time to do one Because you know we're having a double album re- review At the end of this season And that's going to be really good It's going to be the Ghost Inside's uh, uh, Return album after 6 years And then we're going to do Seether's new album Which I've been fucking dying for For the last 3 years which once again Going back to the Three year gap Between albums And we did two Examples right here You know Ten years doing One from 2017 Uh and, you know They got one from 2017 as well but Shit Who else do you think Is underrated?
1: Uh I think the band Slaves They're underrated You know Their whole with, with Johnny Being in the band He's a Very uh Controversial Figure And you know, he's been in some allegations in the past. He's been the, uh, the face of a lot of criticism. And his voice can't be matched, in my opinion. There's something about that man that... Uh, it's just amazing, to be honest. But because of his addiction towards drugs and, you know, the allegations of abuse towards his ex-girlfriend and stuff, uh, he decided to step away from the band. And they got their new singer, Matt... Uh, Matt actually was a contestant under Adam Levine on one of the shows, I believe, X-Factor. Uh, didn't make it, though, and ended up, uh, ended up joining, uh, Slaves, the rock band, which is ironic because Adam Levine, if you know anything about him, he's always feuding with rock stars, saying that rock is a dead genre, nothing's going on in rock. Well, you know, fuck you, Adam, because, uh... One of your own contestants join the rock band, so you can suck it, <laughs> fucking cunt. <laughs> you
0: know, Once but again, this is an opinionated show.
1: But their, their new vocalist is really doing a great job. I mean, he—he, he, a lot of people give him shit because oh, he's not—he's not Johnny. He's not as good. He doesn't have the range. He has the range. He can hit those notes. He—he he knows what he's doing.
0: Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> I'm still trying to go over what you just said a minute ago. <laughs> oh my god. So uh let's see another underrated band. I don't know, I mean I can't think of I can't think of any more offhand. Like I, I made a list. But like I can't remember the list offhand. You got another one you want to point out there?
1: Dillinger escape. That's a band that probably not a lot of people know.
0: Of. Cause they're not around anymore.
1: They, that's right, they're not around anymore.
0: They disbanded, I think, about three years ago. And I remember seeing them on a list. Like I've known who they are for a while now. I've known who they are since like 2005 days. So I was like maybe 11 at this time. But um, I remember I saw them in an article one day about uh, someone rev- uh, made a list of bands that have released no bad albums in their whole entire career and i remember dillinger escape plan being on that list and i sampled through all their records and i can't i can't say that i that i i can't say that i don't agree with them i mean they make some good ass music my favorite song have like if i had to pick a favorite song by them have to be that song uh, on retrofied from their second record which was in 2005, and that's when they got their uh, replacement singer, who stayed with the band the rest of their career. And if you go and listen to that song on Retrified, you'll you'll think it's an incredible song. What about you, man? What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think they're a great band. They're really heavy too, but if you're into that kind of stuff, you know, go ahead, gonna give them a try. They're really they're a criminally underrated band, in my opinion. You know, they deserve a lot more recognition. Uh, don't expect any new music though, because like we mentioned a few minutes ago, they're they're no longer around. They're doing their own stuff now.
0: Yeah, but uh, their their ex vocalist, uh, uh, a a uh, Greg, I can't I can't pronounce his last name, but he's been doing solo work ever since uh, the band disbanded. And he's actually been releasing new music. He's getting ready to release, I think, his debut album. I think here pretty soon. So I'm gonna have to keep an eye out for that. Maybe I'll even talk. Maybe we'll even talk about it in a future episode because we're gonna you know aside from talking about bands and stuff we're eventually gonna start talking about like just specific artists in general just to kinda kinda switch up the flow a little bit so instead of just doing full bands sometimes we'll do like specific artists and singers and things like that so anyway we're gonna take a quick break real quick guys and then we're gonna get into our next topic which is gonna be Irrelevant bands, which is literally the complete 180 of the underrated section that we just talked about. So we'll be right back. all right everyone we are back uh thank you for waiting so now we're moving on to our next subject which is going to be irrelevant bands and amir who do you think like what bands would you say today in your personal opinion do you think are irrelevant to music
1: man i can go on and on but if i had to choose one band to talk about out of my list Three Doors Down. Oh, God.
0: I can't remember the last time I even listened to Three Doors Down.
1: The only reason Three Doors Down is a name that some people might know in a household is because of their song Here Without You that gets played time to time and Kryptonite, which is really popular on alternative radio stations. That is the only reason why that band still going today because nobody pays attention to their new albums, their new music they could kill someone and no one would even know because they don't pay attention to them
0: and I am going to pull another band out of the same hat that is in the same boat as Three Doors Down when you made that statement right there and that is Trapped Trapped has only been known for one song We all know what it is. So I don't even know if I should even say it, but I'll go ahead and say it anyway. It's Headstrong. Because let me ask you something. Have you known any other song, like a big hit or a well-known single that they've released out of any album after their debut album with Headstrong back in 2003?
1: I didn't even know the band I just knew Headstrong I didn't know they sang it I just knew when that song came on and, and I I heard the lyrics I'm like oh it Headstrong when someone was like oh it's Trapped I'm like who the fuck is Trapped I'm not Trapped
0: Trapped is Trapped
1: yeah Trapped is Trapped in their own demise and racist comments
0: here's another thing uh they're new I, I, I've been to, I've been waiting to talk to mention this for a little while now but um they just recently released their, uh, a new album called Shadow Work. And before this album came out, someone from the I can't remember who it was, but I know someone from the band, it might have been their lead singer, but I could be wrong. But I remember their lead singer was saying Trap's new album is going to be in the top, one of the top five albums in all of existence to ever exist ever. And we just listened to a couple of the tracks before we started doing today's podcast and I've just got to say I am not impressed in the very very least and that's that's like an understatement <laughs> I have no idea like why they're even still around
1: I'd say if, if you're if you're racist you support racism you know racist comments and stuff go give them a list. There's one of you out there that's listening to us that's done to be racist. So go ahead, give them a try.
0: You never know. I mean, they. pull I know they still have fans out there somewhere, but um personally, I just don't understand it. Like you know, again, this is our personal opinion. No, I'm not a big fan of them, except for that one song that they're known for. And I, I, I just don't understand it. You know. So. Who else do you got on your list?
1: This isn't really a rock or a metal band, per se, but it's an artist that just fell off big time. Daughtry.
0: Chris Daughtry.
1: Chris Daughtry. The man that every divorced 40-year-old mother listens to <laughs> when she's taken her son, Shad, to soccer practice. he had some good hits in the early 2000s he had uh, It's Not Over which I thought was a pretty good one Coming Home every fucking video about a soldier coming home from deployment plays that song so that's pretty well known uh, in the uh, September is a good one
0: didn't he have another song I think called like uh, Waiting for Superman or something like that that was,
1: that was a pretty decent one as well yeah but that, that dude fell off from grace he, he hasn't been anything in years be honest with you no one keeps up with Daughtry
0: you know they in the in the coincidence of the day you know as we're talking about Daughtry right now is uh at our job right now like they actually still play a Daughtry song like on the on the looping soundtracks that they play throughout the day on the intercoms like I'll if I hear if I hear like his voice I'll like I'll for some reason I'll just immediately look up from what I'm doing I'll just be like oh (laughs) I'll kind of ponder my head for a second. I was like, oh, it's Tree." So, another one that I want to point out is... I <laughs> I haven't listened to these guys in so long. And honestly, I even forgot they existed at this point. And I really don't... I don't know. As far as I know, I don't think they haven't made any new, any new music recently. Probably not like in the last couple of years. But who I'm talking about is Rev Theory. <laughs> What do you know about Rev Theory?
1: WrestleMania twenty four. <laughs> oh my god! That's the only thing I know about Rev Theory.
0: I don't like. I'm I'm really trying to like keep my composure here, but like it's. I, I don't see like why they're still around like, I don't know, like, anything, like, new about them, there's not really any songs that really stick out to me, and all the work that they've done, I mean, yeah, they have some decent songs, but, like, nothing really sticks out as, like, that song, you know, like, I, I really don't understand, maybe I'll go back and listen to them some more, maybe try to find something else, but just right off the bat, you know, like, I, I don't I don't know anything that really sticks out as like a band to have like that song that they're known for because you know every band has to ha- usually has like at least one song you know that they're known for because you know I don't like Trapped at all but at least they had that one song Rev Theory I don't think they I had, don't think they, they haven't even had that
1: they had Light It Up Light It Up was a good song when it you know when WWE was using it as promo for Wrestlemania
0: yeah, I get, yeah yeah that's true
1: and then they had uh, Voices you know which is a
0: Randy Orton Theme song yeah, That was a pretty Decent song Well that song Was uh you are you talking About his uh His old theme song The
1: uh, no, no 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 Not that one Uh Voices Oh
0: his current His mm-hmm. current song. Okay Yeah I'm about to say I think his old song Was by a band Called Mercy Drive I And mean, they're not even Around anymore As far as I know That was a great song It great. was a great song I have it still On my flash drive Cause um You know The full song It's more than just You know what You know what they play On his intro you know like it's um. Uh, so what's what's played on his in- i'm sorry we're getting into a wwe topic and i don't know why but i don't know why i just wanted to mention it but uh the section that's played in his intro it's only like just a small piece of like what the song actually is like if you listen to the song in full it's actually very very good and it's called burn in my light it's by a band called mercy drive i wish they were still around because i would have loved to talk about them more because there's not really much to talk about them except for that Maybe a few other things but that's about it
1: speaking of WWE this band contributed to some wWE promos even one of the wrestler theme songs but they haven't done shit and God knows how long saliva now if some of you don't if some of you guys are you know scratching your head going who's saliva I don't remember that band thank. Batista and WWE or thanked the old song I think it was on an old Tony Hawk's game if I'm not mistaken uh Click Click Boom you remember that song Adam? I,
0: I think I do it's been a long time but I think I do
1: that's what that's what Saliva's done for and then their song Ladies and Gentlemen which like Rev Theory was used for Wrestlemania 23 Rev Theory being Wrestlemania 24 <sighs> This is But we can't say that WWE and, you know, some of the songs they used in the early and late two thousand didn't shape or taste in music.
0: That they did. I mean, um I really wish like it was it was back to the way it was, you know, you know, like ten ten, eleven, twelve years ago where, you know, everyone had like those really good classic rock music songs, you know or those heavy metal songs like you know we still have those a little bit today but it's nowhere near as common as it was like you know 10 years ago or so
1: like when seeing punk switched from this fire by kill wish engaged to cult, cult persona. personality i love cult not
0: there's anything wrong with that because you know i i fucking love living color but um you know i think they did that just mm-hmm. for um just for the way his his character was supposed to go you know, whenever he was switching, you know, to the voice of the voiceless and shit like that.
1: And then you had, uh... You went from Papa Roach for Monday Night Raw's open theme song to, I think, fucking uh, Green Day's Know Your Enemy, which didn't fit the intro whatsoever.
0: They eventually went to Nickelback, though. I don't they know did. if you remember that. It was like 2011 to 2012 days, I think, is when they they used Nickelback as one of their entrance music we are on a WWE topic right now what is going we
1: on we, we got way off track but well we're
0: still keeping we're still on topic we're just we just happened to transition into this because I happened to have history a lot of relevant bands, yeah actually. and ironically um, I don't know if I told you this but in a later season that we're doing I actually put a section in one of our episodes I don't remember which one it was right now I'll have to look at it later but tracks WWE has used, you know, in their history, you know, by by bands that we listen to today. That's actually another topic, so it's it's really all coming full circle.
1: Same thing goes for, like, Egypt Central. If any of you guys play SmackDown vs. Raw, you remember the song uh, You Make Me Sick and Taking You Down, which were two great songs from that soundtrack, from that game, but those guys they're not doing anything anymore yeah they put out a new single not too long ago but no one listened to it compared to except for, us <laughs> compared, yeah except for us because we listened to it
0: the same day because
1: God knows why we we think about WWE and the good time you, you'll find yourself doing that you come across a song from the old WWE days and you just think man I really wish it would still like this
0: yeah like I'll, st- I'll always love WWE and everything but like literally I'm, I'm more an AEW person now I'm more I'm an all elite all elite wrestling guy now
1: I, I am too man you know Orange Cassidy that man <laughs> that man deserves a title
0: if he wins the title one day dude I'm gonna be <laughs> like imagine Orange Cassidy wins oh my god we're getting so off topic I'm sorry everyone <laughs> him doing
1: fucking front flips with his hand in his pocket if any of you guys saw the AEW pay-per-view you guys know what I'm talking about
0: any of them, because I think I think Orange Cassidy's been in most of them. I don't think he's he hasn't been in every one, as far as I know, but he's been in a portion of them. Uh, I remember the first. Uh, I remember when Double or Nothing came on last year. Uh, it was AEW's first pay per view, I think, uh, after opening as a company. And then uh, Tommy Dreamer was in the ring with a whole bunch of other people, and and everyone else was knocked out. And then Orange Cassidy came into the ring with his hands in his pockets, and then he starts. He starts, like, lightly kicking Tommy Dreamer's, like, shins on his legs. And everyone's just like, oh, oh, oh. And then he backs up, like, two steps, and he's like, oh. And then he jumps forward and then just, like, lightly taps his leg. And he's like, oh. (laughs) Orange Casu, we love you, buddy. (laughs) You're fucking awesome. I hope you win the title one day. And I hope they do a storyline or something like that that just lets you win the title. And you just somehow become unbeatable for like, like a good year. But anyway, we're gonna get back on topic now. I'm so sorry. Like we just, we were trying to stay on topic. We were on topic for a little bit with these bands because you know they had history of WWE and everything. But we totally went off the rails after that. But anyway, we're gonna get we're gonna get back on topic now. So another band that I put down for irrelevant. And this is going to be controversial a little bit, but I think most people will understand. And once again, this is just my opinion. And I'm always going to love their music. I still listen to their music today. But who I'm talking about is Creed. How do you feel about Creed being being irrelevant? Do you agree with that?
1: I I kind of agree with that, you know, in, in some way because they're not around anymore and no one really talks about them. They did have some great singles in the the early 2000s. You know, they really made a name for themselves, but once Scott became uh, more and more involved with alcohol and Tremonti and the rest of the band breaking off, trying to separate themselves from Scott, you know, they just lost their edge. No one really talked about them. The media didn't pay them any attention, except to report on Scott being a, a damn drunk and you know, falling back into his old ways. Glad, glad he got sober though.
0: Yeah, I hear he's doing really well. He, uh, I think last year he released uh, another new uh, solo album called uh, I think it's called The Space Between the Shadows or something like that. But it's got—it's a really good album. Like his first single from the album, uh, "Purpose for Pain," was a really good song. And like when you listen to that, you really feel—like you really feel like what it's what's being said. Scott, I still think he's a—he's an amazing vocalist. Um, he actually ended up uh, being the singer in another band that uh, Scott Whalen was a part of after uh, he had left or got fired from Stone to the Pods. I can't remember exactly. Rest in peace, Scott, buddy. We miss you. But uh, he ended up taking over for a band called Art of Anarchy. And Scott was originally the singer for that until his death in 2015. And then after Scott's death, uh, they recruited Sc- uh, Scott uh, Stapp. Because <laughs> I know they're both named Scott. But after Scott Whalen's death, they recruited Scott Stapp from Creed. You know, Creed had already been broken up for like seven years at that point, Eight years. And they recruited him into the band and they recorded an album together. Which I thought was really really good If you go listen to it I think you'll actually like it The band is called Art of Anarchy And after that I think uh, For some reason they didn't make music anymore after that At least for right now I mean I don't know if they're actually going to make more But after their release in 2017 With Scott Stapp They didn't make another record for a while And eventually you know That's when Scott decided to go solo again and, you know, he released his album last year, and apparently he's doing really well. He's still making more music. He's probably making music right now while I'm quarantined. But nevertheless, I mean, maybe maybe Creed will surprise us one day. I'm not I'm not holding my breath on that at all. But you know, maybe one day we'll wake up and you know we'll read something or we'll hear something that says you know Creed's going to make another album together or something.
1: I doubt it. Maybe a reunion tour. That would be
0: nice. It'd be nice for a reunion tour. Like they're. They did it once back in two thousand and nine, and you know they had already been like it had already been like five five years since their last record back in two thousand four, and their reunion album was two thousand nine and that was the last time we had heard of the band. you know it's been you know eleven years at this point, but everyone's everyone's off doing their own thing now, so maybe it's all for the best, but hey, you never know you never know what the future holds. So who else do you have on your list for another irrelevancy?
1: Hinder. <laughs> because Are they I'm even still, still around? I, I don't even know. <laughs> the only thing I know about Hinder, the only thing most people know about Hinder is that they're known for one song, and that Lift Up an Angel. Which is the only song that from them that got a lot of media and radio play.
0: You know that's the third that's the, that's the third or fourth band that we've mentioned out of this irrelevant bands uh, topic about bands that have like one known single you know out of their their career
1: and then, and then that just being what what makes them have a career in the first place like just that one single is the only thing they live off of
0: yeah and it, it kind of baffles me because like you know bands I think should be so much more than that you know I mean, it's not like it's totally their fault. I mean, you know, I'm not blaming anyone. Maybe it's just you know the the way things are written, or you know, band members going through certain rough times in their lives at the time of making new music and things like that. I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind it's kind of it's a weird topic to think about, but you know, it can't be helped. I guess. so uh now guys we're gonna take one last quick break we've been we've been on this topic for like 20 minutes of course uh we kinda went off a WWE AEW (laughs) like fucking childhood reminiscing section right there but it's okay so uh we're gonna take one last quick break guys and then we're gonna get into our last subject and Amir you're gonna take the lead on this last subject and actually no way we're gonna have we're gonna talk about one other thing and then we're gonna talk about another thing so our next band we're gonna talk about is a band I've been wanting to talk about for a good while now and then after we talk about this band then we're gonna have one last subject and you're gonna take the lead on that so let's get into our last subject and our next topic is gonna be a band that I should have put on the underrated list I don't know why I didn't because I told myself that I would but the band is called the Amity Affliction. Hey everyone, welcome back. And now we're moving on to our next subject and our next subject is going to be the band The Amity Affliction. So, Mir, I got to tell you, I'm I discovered these guys about two years ago. Uh, I'm still in the process of listening to all their their uh, their older records because uh, I discovered them whenever their sixth record was coming out. You know, that was two years ago in 2018, and then I listened to that album for a while, and then you know their new album came out earlier this year, I think in February or March. And the new album was called uh, "Everyone Loves You Until You," uh, once you leave them. But uh, what do you think about these guys? Because I remember, um, I remember when I told you about them, like uh, you hadn't heard of them up until like I started playing a few songs by them, and then when it was time to come talk about them, you ended up listening to them. Uh, what's your opinion about them so far?
1: They're a pretty good band, man. They they got a really consistent way of making music. They don't really. Stray too far from their roots, uh, if I'm being honest with you. And they have a lot of great tracks, man. Their newer stuff, their older stuff. And I love the way they put out albums in in two-year periods.
0: Yes, that makes me very happy.
1: (laughs) They have seven albums, and they've been a band since... Well, they put out their first album in 2008. Seven albums, that's crazy.
0: It really is. Like, um... You know, their newest album came out this year. It came out, like, in February. And... I got on I got on board with them... Around the time their sixth album came out. And... The, do you remember the very first song that you heard about them? Because the first song I ever heard about them... Was that song... Was a song called... Ivy Doomsday. And I remember I was scrolling through my Google Play... Uh, I was scrolling through the... On Google Music. Uh, trying to find some new albums to listen to. And... I ended up coming across those guys and that's how I found them and I sampled that one song and I was like all in from that point with Amity Affliction.
1: first one I ever heard from them was their song Pittsburgh and that's kind of what hooked me on to the band. I mean that, that song is just great, uh, really deep message and that's, that's one theme you'll find with this band is that they have very deep lyrics uh, talking about you know mental health or not giving up hope, talking about loss of a loved one. So those themes are very common throughout uh, all of their albums.
0: I think, like um, you know, trying to send a message of like the uh, of trying not to be like suicidal and stuff like that too is a, is also another big theme of their their music. And like for some, they have two different vocalists. Like you know, they have a clean vocalist and they have a heavy vocalist. Both I think are amazing. But Joel, the clean, which is their clean singer, his name is Joel Birch. I think it is. His name is. He is an incredible singer. He's got like this voice about him. Like uh, if you listen to the song Forever, uh, it's the song sample that I put in for all of our anchor listeners. Uh, Right before we, uh, right before you listen to our interlude, uh, that's the song Forever. It's a small sample of it. But that song right there, you can literally hear Joel's vocal range. And just how great of a singer he actually can be. And it's not even just for that song. It's like it's for their previous work too. Um, Ivy Doomsday was the first song I listened to by them. Uh, It's probably still my favorite from their sixth album. My favorite song from their newest album is Forever. And then another great song from that album was Soak Me in Bleach. And All My Friends Are Dead. Like they make some really great music. And... I honestly am looking forward to a lot more of their work. You got anything else you want to say?
1: Uh, I just wanted to say that, you know, this band has not disappointed me whatsoever. They put out material after material, and it just seems to be improving with time. Uh, Like I mentioned earlier, a lot of their music deals with topics of suicide and pressure. Uh, the the band does a great job of engaging with their fans engaging with the community that they're in and letting their fans know that they're gonna they can get through hardships because uh, a lot of what the band sings about is their own personal hardship, their own issues that they come to face and you know they always talk about how they have overcome that obstacle in their life and I, th- I think this band is really inspirational to people who are, struggling, maybe down, uh, and feel as though, you know, giving up, this this band gives you inspiration to to keep on going.
0: I I know a lot of their, uh, a couple of their uh, album titles actually kind of fit those themes as well, like um, their newest record is called Everyone Loves You Once You Leave Them, and then their 2018 album was uh, called Misery. And I don't remember what their 2016 album was called. It's. Uh,
1: this could be heartbreak.
0: This could be heartbreak. I think it's that. And then their 2014 record was uh, "Let the Ocean Take Me," and that's the album that had Pittsburgh on it. Like they 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 have like this theme going, you know, with all their, their album titles too. At least I think it's for uh, uh, most of them. Is when they started doing. I, I don't remember if it's all of them, but I know it's most of them. But they have that theme, and they're trying to keep it going. You know, that's that's the kind of band that they are. You know, they're just raising awareness for that type of thing. And honestly, I hope they just keep it going because I think they make great music. I, I jam out to like their to their albums. You know, while I'm while I was working overnight, because I'm fresh off the heels of finally finishing working overnight, so I'm so glad. glad because I'm so worn out. <laughs> so I'm really glad about that. But I'm a really big fan of their music. Um, I love how they release their albums in two years instead of three. That's a, you, That's a big plus in my book for you for you guys. So I'm gonna. I'll keep listening to them. Uh, I'll be sure to keep any lookout on if they release any new singles and stuff. Because you know, with everyone still being in quarantine, you know, bands are kind of using this time to make new music. Like Wage War is already making another album. Their album, newest album, just came out August last year. Hasn't even been out a year yet They're already making music And so a lot of bands are actually doing that right now And Motionless and White's doing it too um, Foo Fighters new is already done But they delayed it indefinitely Because of, you know, Corona and stuff So It's Probably the one small positive thing Coming out of all of this You know, it's, it's making bands You know, use their downtime To like make new music and things like that that's good for us I mean that just gives us more to talk about you know so anyway right, guys now we're gonna switch gears and we're gonna move on to our last topic and let me just say do you want to talk about their music to this band that we're about to talk about or do you just want to talk about the story that you want to tell that, me
1: this
0: band does not deserve music about. <laughs> okay so uh Amir is going to take the reins For this last part of the podcast He's got a story he's got to tell me About a certain band I've never listened to them but I know who they are um, And the story he's about to tell me And every one of you that's watching I've never heard anything of what he's telling me This is the first time I'm hearing it too So whatever you hear from me Is going to be a general, rea- uh, general reaction But he's going to tell us a story From the band Lost Prophets
1: So, I I just want to say before we get into that topic if any of you guys are sensitive to issues uh, involving um, sexual assault and and, uh, animal abuse and stuff like that, uh, you you can just skip over that last section and you know, tune in next week for our next podcast. But if you're intrigued and you want to listen to the story, you know, stick around.
0: So there you go. That's 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 everyone's little uh, little heads up warning right there. So if you're still here listening, then enjoy the rest of our podcast. Amir is going to be taking the reins from here. If I have something to say or comment, I will jump in and say something. But once again, I don't know anything of what he's about to tell me. So let's hear what he has to say. All right, man, it's all yours.
1: So I'm going to be talking about uh, lost property. Obviously, you say you've heard of them. Uh, you know of them. you you know some of their music and stuff, but I'm going to focus on one member in particular, which is their lead vocalist, or should I say, ex-vocalist, Ian Watkins. I should already tell you I don't like him. His name's Ian, for crying out loud. (laughs) But they're, they're a Welsh band, Lost Prophets. Now, Ian Watkins, man, dude had a great voice on him. Really did. He had a great voice. He made some good music, you know. They were in that, kind of the same realm as My Chemical Romance. They okay. made music and they were on the on the rise. That's with the hot new band everyone was listening to them. Well, with with the fame came um, came a troubled life for Ian. He got into uh, drugs, you know, uh, meth in particular, and he used his fame to exploit a lot of fans, not 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 just fans, but uh, people he hooked up with as well, you know, obviously he had status, he had power, money, because he was in a band that was well known, so he could, he could manipulate people, kind of blackmail him. I'm going to read you From the Wikipedia article, and I know everyone, you know, Wikipedia is not reliable, fuck off. It has backed up sources in the article. But his convictions, I'm going to read that to you. First, we'll start with his sexual offenses. Oh, God, I don't like where this is going. He did not have, he did not act alone. Okay, and before I even get into what he did, The band knew about this. The band knew about what he was doing and said nothing. So don't everyone saying, oh, the band should be given another chance. No, 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 no. Fuck the band because they knew exactly what he was doing and they ignored it and they didn't say anything. The police actually had reports of this guy and then waited forever to bring him down. And he had two women, two women that he was hooking up with that uh, got involved in his act as well. Terrible mothers, by the way, these two women. But let's dive into it. And again, you know, the trigger warning, uh, skip over this part if you don't want to hear anything about sexual offense. So he was officially charged on December 19, 2012. So not too many years ago. only, Only eight years ago. Okay. Now he he got charged with conspiracy to engage in sexual activity I'm not gonna uh, with a one year old girl what? and possession and or distribution of indecent images of children and here's the last one extreme animal pornography dude what the fuck now he was going to appear in um in court and have a sentence right but he ended up um uh, I guess taking a, a plea though you know pleading guilty to all the uh the charges so man this is a really hard story to, to get through so he pleaded guilty to attempted rape and sexual assault of a child under 13 but he didn't plead guilty to, to rape So the prosecution, you know, they accepted that. They said, okay, whatever. Uh, we'll we'll get you on that. But he also pleaded guilty to three counts of sexual assault involving children. Six counts of taking, making, or possessing indecent images of children. And one count of possessing an extreme pornographic image involving a sex act on an animal. Jesus Christ. One of his victims included a baby boy and he sent a text message this is how much of a scumbag he was he sent a text message to the mother of the boy and said if you belong to me so does your baby (laughs) let me just let that sink in to you guys
0: I don't think that's ever going to sink in properly.
1: Now, this, this just shows you how much of a scumbag he is. The day after his uh, plea bargain had been accepted by the prosecution, he described his offenses as mega lols in a phone call that was recorded by a female fan.
0: He said mega mega lols? Yeah. Like LOLs? Mm-hmm.
1: <sighs> Making a joke out of uh, his victims. You know, what he did was wrong, but he, he didn't feel any any uh any guilt for Now Watkins uh barista, her name was Sally, said that Watkins had no recollection of the case involving the attempted rape. But he didn't realize later what had happened. Jesus. And the two women that he was with, they got served fourteen and seventeen years. He got sentenced to twenty nine with six on uh parole, I believe. Wow. And this was like a groundbreaking story for Wales and and, and Cardiff in particular.
0: That is fucking insane. He he
1: didn't stop there though, even when he went to prison. Um, Because his mother had a kidney transplant, they moved him closer to her so she could visit him more often. Well, in 2017, he was accused of grooming a young mother from prison. And like I said They had years to track this guy down But they did absolutely nothing And in March 2018 Which was his most recent event He was found with a mobile phone Hiding in his anus <laughs> He pleaded not guilty But he claimed other inmates were Threatening and extorting him Forcing him to hide the bomb Can you guess what he used that phone for? To groom young children. If they let this dude out to the public, I swear to God, it would just... It'd be a disaster.
0: I can't believe what I'm hearing right now. Wow, just... I don't think this is ever going to fully sink in. Is that it or is there more? No, that's it. Jesus Christ, man. No, yeah, thank God that's it. I mean. <sighs> anyway, that's going to be the end of the podcast, guys. We'll see you guys next week. And we hope you all enjoyed. Have a good one.